Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm sitting outside on a beautiful, sunny summer evening with a fellow named... Richard. And a dude named... Michael. And we are going to debate and deliberate the most ubiquitous aspects of many topics here in this podcast, but this time around, it's the Mount Rushmore of annoying cartoon characters. Woohoo! Yay! Yay. We've probably did done cartoon type things yeah, a bits few and times. Big Bugs Bunny secondary villains mm-hmm. was one. Okay, okay, cool. All right, well, this is a fun, uh, broader topic that we can uh, uh, address. Now, these aren't the likable, mature, amiable, uh, convivial cartoon characters. No, uh, these are the ones that really get under your skin. Yeah, okay. All right, so uh, I think on our last escapade, uh, Richard went first. So this time around, Michael, you go first. Okay. Um, my first choice is probably what um, undeniable, which is Scrappy Doo. Oh, okay. Also on my list. Good. My son Felix has been really into Scooby Doo lately. He loves it. He loves watching this goddamn show. It's great <laughs> because it's got monsters. Yeah. Yeah. And the monsters ultimately turn out to be people, and the underlying story is the monsters aren't real, and it's really just humans that are like. The humans are the monsters. Are, yeah, yeah. That's a great lesson. Are drifters <laughs> yeah. and they turn to the audience. You are the monster, <laughs> the at-home viewer. Um, you know, humans are the scam artists and the grifters and the horrible people behind it all, just trying to like save, get a buck and whatever, and they put on a, you know, a creature costume, a tar yeah. monster costume, or a werewolf and whatever. <laughs> so you know, it's a re- it's actually a really good show because. You know, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy are these two cowards, and they overcome their cowardice. And Velma's this wonderful character where she is um, the, the smart one and always kind of... They're all pretty... You know, she's like the extra smart one, but they're all... None of them are really dumb, except for Scooby-Dumb. Well, except for maybe Shaggy. Shaggy's just focused on food. He's just... <laughs> he's got a one-track mind, which is getting to the pantry and, you know... Doing a double decker sardine <laughs> beans and scoop. Zoinks, zoinks. Um, uh, what a what a great cartoon performance by Casey Casey. <laughs> well, fast forward, you know, uh, ten years. The show started in like 1969 or 1970, and they introduced Scooby Doo's nephew, Scrappy Doo. Yeah. Now, he'd had other relatives on the show, Scooby Dumb. Mm-hmm. Also, Scooby D, which was like the lady Scooby Doo, who's like basically like the Sandra D sort of like mm-hmm. movie star, uh, far flung relative of Scooby Doo. And then Scrappy Doo gets dropped into his life, and this guy sucks. He yeah. sucks. He is an annoying. The cousin Oliver. He's the cousin of... Oliver. Mm-hmm. He is so grating in that he thinks the world of his uncle, and he thinks that his uncle is brave. Nobody thinks this. Yeah. He thinks that uh, he is the toughest guy in the world. He's one foot nothing. He has all of this energy, and you're just like, oh, my God. This guy's getting – he's getting into into us into more trouble than we really need to be. And we got to just humor him because our nephew's here for how long? I don't know. He's just here now. And it's just like, oh, fucking scrappy do. And he's terrible. I've watched way too much of them. Yeah, that's that's. I'm, I'm sorry for you that you've had to watch any amount of Scrappy Doo, yeah. much less a lot of Scrappy Doo. Now lately. you picked him too. 
Yeah, and and for many of the same reasons that Michael already quite eloquently touched on. But, mm-hmm. you know, he is, like I said, he's the cousin Oliver of the show. It was at some point, it was almost like, these characters are getting to be too sophisticated and mature for our audience. These stories that we're telling <laughs> about old man Witherby or whatever. Is there anything we can do to really get the younger audience, and by younger audience we mean two to four-year-olds, to start watching the show? That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Because there's no way that any... I mean, who was the target audience for Scooby-Doo back in the day? Well, I sure we... My brother and I... That was the only thing we agreed upon. Seven to ten-year-old. Yeah. I mean, you know... Yeah, so it must have been... uh, There's no way a seven or ten-year-old is entertained by Scrappy-Doo. What's it in, must have been for a younger kid. They um, so as I am now a connoisseur of all the, all of the three and more different Scooby Doo shows. Uh, where are you, Scooby Doo? Scooby Doo Mysteries, and then um, the Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo show. The Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo show started out their first season uh, with full twenty-two minute shows with a very standard monster of the week sort of thing. Then they shifted over after that to these smaller, like eight minute shows that just featured Scooby and Shaggy and Scrappy Doo, and who knows what happens to the other three kids. But they like there are these th- shorter episodes that don't go anywhere. Like there's no big resolve. There's nothing like there's no great mystery. Just things kind of happen, and then there's a monster, and then they end. And uh, Felix was watching when he's like, "That's sh- that's short." And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I like the long ones. I was like, yeah, me too. So we tried to go back to watching some of the other Scooby-Doo's. But like like you said, I think that they were geared towards a Saturday morning, two-part sort of, you know, uh, if you have a half hour of television, you can do, you know, two eight-minute things, and that's yeah. 16 minutes, and you get a bunch of commercials in there, and you just, mm-hmm. there you go. And uh, You yeah. talked about his uh, other... Scoob, Scooby's other relatives. What in the social contract was Scrappy violating that those others didn't? His age was he was younger, right? Yeah, he's he's, he's a pup. He's a pup. Yeah, a pup named Scrappy. Do he's much younger, and he's just like, you know, he's so full of. Uh, this, he's like like got so much energy. It's this obnoxious, but it's like you said, it's an obnoxious type of energy. It's this sort of like, come on, let's go get him, let's go fight, come yeah. on, yeah. It's like he reminds me of Sylvester's kid. Okay, yeah, from the Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. He's always like saying things like, "I'm gonna set up a scrappy trap," and then like Scooby and like Shaggy look at each other and like they 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 almost deadpan to the camera and like uh, what what are you talking about he's like let me at him let me and you're just like ah what is it's funny cuz also I, puts them in the adult role now yes. they, these were the doofuses a second ago and now they got to be the grown ups that's <laughs> yeah. interesting they 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 can barely uh, control themselves when they're around a, a giant sandwich yeah. that they're fitting together <laughs> like a stack of cars they're not they're not in no way able to care for a, a 3 year old suddenly coming around shuffling cold cuts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do uh, do we know what city it was that they were in because there is a preponderance of they're all uh, over the place. Ghostly, like if Zillow was to uh, <laughs> like have a map of all the the abandoned theme parks. I and mean, there you know mansions. they went down. To Must the, have been Detroit then. Detroit, yeah. The Okefenokee Swamp. There, yeah. They, you know, sometimes they'd be in a uh, castle. I watched or, one yeah. where they were in Greece when they fought a Minotaur. Oh wow! Mm, they, I mean, they really—they're globe trotters. Yeah. The one time they met Don Knotts. They probably met the globe trotters. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. Of, yeah. 
so I am glad that Scrappy Doo has not been sexualized as Velma Dinkley has been in mm. the yeah. uh, Instagram cosplay world. Uh, weird, awkward side note. So, okay, uh, so Richard, what is your second choice? All right, my second choice, and I, I, I struggled with this one because I wasn't sure if this is more annoying or problematic, and then I kind of realized why can't it be both? Mm. Pepe Le Pew. Oh, okay. Um, because there's nothing more annoying than sexual assault. Yeah. It's not only is the character extremely problematic and we look at it today and him chasing around this poor cat that wants nothing to do with him uh-huh. and it's very cringeworthy and like, this is not yeah great. Yeah. It's but stalking. Even, it's stalking at, at, at the... At the bare minimum. Yeah. And refusing to take no for an answer. Yeah. But even as a character, he sucks. <laughs> I mean, what is his character? His character is supposed to be, what, Maurice Chevalier or something like that, right? Yeah. That's basically all his character is. Yeah. It's like this one note, no no depth of character to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you have seen one... Pepe Le Pew cartoon. You have seen all of the Pepe yeah. Le Pew cartoons. We have no rooting interest in his accomplishing no. his goal. No, I don't want him to. I don't want him to ever hook up with anything. Yeah, cat, <laughs> I skunk, nothing. Yeah. No, go go away. I don't want to see a cross species intercourse. No, happen. I certainly yeah. don't want that. Yeah. But I also just I I don't think any skunk deserves him no. at that point. Yeah, that's interesting. What do you think, like, at the time, like, I remember as a kid watching it and wondering, like, well, where did this come from? Right. Because, like, it didn't come here for this. Yeah, because as a kid, <laughs> yeah. you don't, you're not into uh, interspecies yeah. boning. That's yeah. not that's not what you watch the Looney Tunes hour for. You uh-huh. want to see Wiley yeah. Coyote get an anvil dropped on his head. Well, you might have seen a pig and a frog on the Muppets or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but you're that's, yeah. Uh, I think th- I think th- you know with the Pepe Le Pew, you're just mostly interested to see how that cat gets that white stripe. Yeah, right. like so what, is what, gonna, what what type of paint <laughs> is he? Is, is gonna, <laughs> what is the what's the wet gonna, paint? Ah, I see. Uh, it was a uh, it, was <laughs> it was a, a <laughs> bench that she rubbed up against or something. <laughs> it was a it was a flagpole, one of those one of those uh, horizontal flagpoles yeah. that she jumped up and fell down. I gotcha. That's a good one. <laughs> How many of them this ended with him being like, c'est la vie, <laughs> everyone? Well, most of them ended with somehow her getting sprayed with love potion oh. and then attacking him uh. after he realizes that she's actually a cat. Yeah. And then him being freaked out. I would also say as a kid, like, if you were, uh, I don't know, Bugs Bunny trying to steal something or like a, I don't know, like... Homicide, I could understand immediately, but love—it was something you like. I'm not interested in that. I don't want to see. No, yeah, more. Not, not for an eight-year-old. No. It's uh, it's funny when sometimes I, you know, there are some uh, Looney Tunes characters that cross over, like Bugs Bunny can interplay with Daffy and Porky Pig, and I don't know if he's ever been in uh, an episode, a cartoon with Foghorn Leghorn, but I could see that. I could understand Bugs Bunny being in any situation. I can't imagine Pepe Le Pew 
interacting with any other cartoon character other than that poor cat. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not like he could. What what sort of interaction is he going to have with Tweety Bird or? Oh, I guess I don't want to see him try to hump Tweety Bird. Like maybe he's going to go out. <laughs> maybe some. What is going on? Like yeah. Maybe if there was a tr- triangle, I could see a triangle love affair with him and Sylvester and the cat. Where Perhaps. Sylvester, uh, I'm, well, this now must you're have been. But it not, it's not so far. But he's not like, I, I don't see him as like an intercompany crossover creature the way that yeah. Bugs Most or of Daffy the other or the other are, ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could definitely see producers thinking, this is a short animated short subject that is great before a movie, but it's not necessarily for kids. Because that's one thing I keep forgetting is that all these things weren't made for young people; they're made for uh, family audiences, and adults would watch these before a feature film anyway. So maybe Pepe was better <laughs> better before Pillow Talk or something. You maybe. Yeah. Okay, your second one is what, Michael Woodfield? Uh, Mike Wazowski from Monsters Inc. Oh wow! He is such a selfish. Um, hateful little character that is only in it for himself. That he is just so hot annoying. Take. Yeah, that is hot a take. that is a hot take. That's he, a... he is only barely redeemable by the end of the movie, but um, I can't stand him. Really? Do you not like Billy? Him. Do you not like Billy Crystal? I do like Billy Crystal. I understand that he's playing basically Billy Crystal. Yeah, that but, was why I asked because he's basically doing himself. But the. Within, like, their, I don't, one, I don't understand their, their friendship. I mean, I guess that he is there as, like, this little sidekick type character so, to support Sully, the John Goodman giant monster. But he's also there to kind of, he's supposed to be the one that helps him out with everything, too. Is he the sidekick? I would think so. Sully is definitely the lead in the movie. He's I don't the, know about as that. As scarers, they were partners and i think yes but one is the scarer and one is the guy that is the guy that assists the scarer yeah you know uh sully is the one that is the doorman or, he cross or... he crosses over he's the one that brings boo back into the world he's the one that uh recognizes that she you know sully uh, mike is there to get in the way not file paperwork when he should be filing paperwork to be annoyed by everything that boo is doing and um, I just think he's just, just an annoying little guy. And, you know, he does come around at the end. And, he, like, I guess he's the, quote, funny one between the two. But, eh. Yeah. I could I could see lots of In Monster Universe. Monster Never Universe. seen it. Oh, okay. But go ahead. Ruin, well, it, it's ruin it for me, kind please. Of, this almost 10-year-old well, movie. Well, <laughs> yeah. Mike is definitely trying to find his place as a scarer. And he is not succeeding in that role immediately and then finds his way in supporting Sol- Sullivan. But, yeah, it does seem like he he's not fit for the role and he's he's really kind of about hooking up with what's-her-head. Yeah. Uh, uh, Medusa Lee. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Jennifer Tilly yeah. as, as a snake woman. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's in it for himself. He's in it for, like, the n- new car. He's in it for... Uh, yeah, he's not scaring for the right reasons. Yeah, I think had Joe Pesci not existed, we might not be used to that character on screen. Mm. It seems like we'd had those kind of little, little scrappy little. Oh, scrappy! Oh my god! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Richard the third. No, halftime. Yeah, halftime. Half Guys, do the thing. Let me ask you seriously: Do we need to keep doing this thing? 
this middle act thing? Yeah. We do? It's a nice break. I don't think we necessarily need to... Um, make it long. Make it long? I make it short. But may, maybe you can um, reflect on how we're doing already. No. Like halftime. Okay. Like halftime and a uh, uh, football game. Okay. Like, uh, looks like... Uh, Richard's really uh, screwing up the point there, and uh, Michael's <laughs> going to have to come back. I don't know. <laughs> uh, in, hey, it's a, now it's halftime, and this halftime's brought to you by Annoying Cartoon Weasel. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm the Annoying Cartoon Weasel. Yeah, I just come exactly in here stand right want. next to the villain. <laughs> <laughs> this is who, uh, did, did who framed Roger uh, Rabbit just break yeah, out? I'm picking my... Uh, Cleaning my th- under my fingernails with a stiletto. That's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm here David to see. Landers showed up. <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> I say yeah, Winfield. Yeah, you think you're doing pretty good, huh? You you scrappy do, and you denigrating the Pixar favorite character, Mike Wazowski. Yeah, you're pretty proud of yourself. Uh, Richard Manfredi, huh? What do you got against uh, Warner Brothers characters and the skunk just trying to make his, make something out of his life, huh? What do you got against that? All right, okay, we're uh, done with our halftime. And, uh, but I do want to ask you guys to go out and uh, suggest topics. Nobody's done it in a while. Have they? No, if you can hear the crickets. Yeah. <laughs> we can hear crickets while we're outside recording. <laughs> there are Editorializing crickets. Editorializing the shit out of our... Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear what topics you'd like for us to discuss. That would be super cool. So do that on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we're back. And man, Freddy is going to list his third. <laughs> God, Woody Woodpecker. John Wayne Gacy. Yes. Oh, Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> Woody Woodpecker, everybody. Just a, a, a bird I would like to see stuffed with chestnuts, chestnuts and roasted over a fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was, for me growing up, that was what was on the independent station that couldn't afford any of the good cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> so you wound up with, like, Tennessee Tuxedo and Heckle and Jekyll uh, yeah. and all of those. What's the, I love Mises to Pieces. Which one is that? Yeah, There's the cat that's, that's, like, best friends with the mice. Boy, I don't remember that. Yeah, that was a, that was a thing. Or like Top Cat. Okay. Stuff like that. Okay. Um, and Woody Woodpecker was dredged. Yeah. It was like the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. It was essentially. Pixie and Dixie and Mister Jinx. Yes, thank you. Wow. That that was going to drive me nuts. Um, you know, it's basically third-rate Bugs Bunny. Yeah. But with a lead character that you have no interest or desire to see succeed. Because he is always just out there to annoy the general public. With Bugs Bunny, it's always the bad guy. Bugs Bunny's just trying to live his life, man. He's underground with his uh, robe on and his carrot, eating his carrots, just trying to enjoy the newspaper. And somebody comes along to try to disrupt this. And with Woody Woodpecker, more or less, Woody Woodpecker is just being a dick. Just for no reason. Yeah, And... Just gives you, again, much like with Pepe Le Pew, gives you no reason to want to see him succeed at all. Mm-hmm. And just the the voice is so shrill and annoying. Originally done by, by Mel Blanc, by the way. Oh. Which is a little surprising considering how fucking miserable it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I just, 
if, if if Woody Woodpecker had never graced my life, I would have been a happier person. It seemed like there was more incidences of curvy Rita Hayworth type women standing behind sheer curtains in that cartoon too. There was more <laughs> true uh, uh, lascivious. I think, I think of that more as a Tex Avery thing, maybe. Okay. Than a Woody, Woody Woodpecker thing. Okay. So I would see more. Yeah. I picture more droopy dog. Okay. Having a lot of that happening. Oh, okay. As a kid, I remember thinking. With holding him in the same esteem that you did, thinking he was kind of classless, like it was kind of like yeah, low rent, low rent. Like the animation stuff was like really like janky kind of. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the whole the whole yeah. thing was just a, I think a poor performance. Walter Lance was also kind of a self-styled Walt Disney, like he wanted to be yeah, the person he was, who spoke to you before the cartoon. Yeah, he was like the dime store Disney. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Walter Lance logo, and it looks like basically a Walt Disney sort of script as yeah. well. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Woody Woodpecker, the official mascot of Universal Studios. Really? Yeah, apparently. I don't know how they got... Official? Official. That's what I saw on, on Wikipedia. Wow. So, I don't know how they got there. <laughs> of all the... of Not not Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Or anything like that. Woody freaking Woodpecker. Wow. Who knows? Who knows? Wow. You Who know, knows what kind of contractual obligations there were to make that happen? I guess not fine art has always been successful anyway. So there's a place for um, a burger yep. on on the menu of most restaurants. Shit burger, Shit but burger. yeah. All right. Uh, okay, Winfield, what do you got? Well, Richard thing? Richard alluded to it earlier. Uh, Roger Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Who really is taking him down? Just yeah, going down a peg. Well, he's annoying. It's I, yeah. I think he is purposefully annoying. He's yes. there to. Um, Eddie Valiant, uh, kind of opposite. Yeah, this, you, know? you know, where he is kind of uh, calm and reserved and uh, over it, you know, Woody. Uh, Woody uh, Roger. Roger, thank you, is just high energy, uh, in your face, doesn't know when to stop, mm-hmm. can't stop. He's, uh, you know, at times unable to stop, uh, shaving a haircut's two bits, can't stop, sort of yeah. just this frantic... Um, just ball of energy and he's so different from other cartoon raps he's so different from bugs bunny he's so different you know he's more in line with woody woodpecker where you're just like can't it's just frantic energy. you just want it you just want to shut him up you just want him to slow down and take a breath and just you know the simpering oh my god you just want to sh- like and he does strangle him you want to get rid of him you want to throw him in the dip <laughs> you, you understand why eddie valiant hates cartoon characters why the evil hates judge tunes. wants to <laughs> wants to get rid of these goddamn tunes are they going to be crazy like him or or what i don't know he's just he but he's so perfect in it you know he is like that he's written to be annoying he's written to be mildly sympathetic but um Ultimately, you just just want to kick him in the balls. Yeah, yeah for sure. The the Richard, funny the is it Richard Fleischer is the voice is not Richard Max Fleischer. I forget the guy who Robert <laughs> Richard something <laughs> Richard. I thought, but maybe not. Yeah, I think it's Richard Fleischer also directed Popeye. So, uh, but anyway, the we're gonna look this up. The Charles Fleischer. Charles Fleischer. Yeah, uh, the comic. Is an amazing vocal imper- impersonator. <laughs> like he does all kinds of great voices, and uh, I remember hearing him on like a morning show, a radio show, where he was doing John Lennon doing his apology. If you remember, Lennon said, 
Jesus. They, they were Beatles bigger than yeah. Jesus, yeah. And he was like, I'm not saying that Roger's better than Bugs. It's just something that I said, and I'm, I was wrong. <laughs> was like, like, oh, my God. You can be like that, but instead you're acting like Roger. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the cacophony, the, the, the kind of insipid neediness of Roger Rabbit. Like, yeah. You, you stop auditioning. You've already got the part of cartoon character. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. constantly trying to please whoever is immediately in front of him. He's this, yeah. this, uh, you know, this vaudeville rabbit turned up to yeah. 22. And, and was I always the only one confused about, does he, is he having sex with a woman named Jessica? She's not, <laughs> she's not a rabbit, right? She's just, her last name is rabbit because his last name Again, is more inter, interspecies. Interspecies. Bonin, yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Wow, those are two, you're just slashing and burning um, at the corporation that I work for, so, all right, that's fine. All right, Richard. All right, so my last choice. Michael. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Have you been exposed to the hellscape that is Caillou? No, I've oh. um, somehow avoided that. Thank, thank the gods. Felix, uh, I don't know what age Caillou is pointed towards. Well, he's the kid is four in the show. Uh huh. So I, I think it's geared towards kids that age. Okay. See, Felix. He doesn't even want to watch like Daniel Tiger anymore. Daniel oh, Tiger is like nice and harmless and sweet and gentle, and he's like, he only wants to watch Scooby Doo and Wild Kratts. <laughs> That's it. That's all right. Yeah. Caillou, on the other hand, is this bald-headed shit <laughs> who is just has the where you know he's voiced by a ten-year-old girl. That kind of voice. And it's just, he's whine. He is very accurate towards most four-year-olds, and mm. that he's frequently upset or whining about something, or needs something from his parents. And the whole point of it is supposed to be how his parents and his family kind of help him walk through all the frustrations that he has in life. But in practice, it is just like, I remember watching it and thinking, I have a four-year-old who does all of these annoying things. I don't need to see this on my television projected back at me repeatedly. My my mother, one time she was watching uh, Vivian, and Vivian must have been four or five, maybe a little bit younger than that. And we were at my sister's house. And we had a stack of DVDs, and the one that was in the TV was Caillou. And my mom didn't know how to work the DVD player or what, didn't know that we had other DVDs. So they just watched this one Caillou DVD on a loop for like four hours. Brutal. And my mom got back. Or when we got back, my mom just like, I never want to see that little <laughs> round-headed bastard again. Those were her exact words. Um, it's so funny when the voice of a character really just becomes this really annoying, grating. Um, I can't remember what we were watching. Emily and I were watching something with uh, an annoying kid's voice, but you can tell it was an adult doing a kid's voice. Yeah. And there's something that's so off-putting by that, just that little aspect. And you know it's an adult trying to be younger can sometimes feel so phony. There's a great show if you're going to, if you want to check out a show that's obviously way too old for your kids, but um, Bluey, 
Mm. I've heard good things about it. It's yeah. incredible. It's on Disney Plus. It's an Australian cartoon about uh, this dog family. They live in a house and all you know all that stuff. But they have um, like a six-year-old and a four-year-old, two daughter dogs named Bluey and um, Bingo, and they're just very imaginative and very. The parents are very. They deal with their kids imagination and they show a lot of play a lot of hands-on play but the kids voice i why i'm trying to get to this they're done by kids that are kids of the people that yeah do the show yeah so it's very authentic the reactions feel very much like within oh it sounds like a kid that was one of the things that i liked about i like a lot of most everything except for mike wazowski on um, monsters inc but boo's voice was like they just recorded somebody's daughter running around the office and it's just the giggles are so accurate and like the voice on Bluey is accurate. So I don't know if Caillou has. Caillou had, like I said, had like 10, 11 year old girls doing the voice of, of a four year old boy. Yeah. Which is always, I think, a high annoyance level. Mm-hmm. All right, Michael Winfield. My last annoying cartoon character is one of my favorites. Oh. It's Brack from Space Ghost Coast to Coast oh. <laughs> or from Cartoon Planet. <laughs> Now listen, Brack isn't anybody's isn't everybody's or cup br- of tea. Or the Brack show. Or the Brack show. Or um a couple of uh, uh couple of uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Forces maybe. I don't know if he ever appeared. He might have been on an Aqua Teen. Um but they put out a couple of different albums, mm-hmm. certainly based on the Cartoon Planet music. But Brack uh is just the most endearing, annoying cartoon yeah. character that has ever been created. Um voiced by a guy named Andy Merrill. It is so he is so insufferable and he's just the, he's just like the kid in the back seat saying are we there yet are yeah. we there yet are we there yet but you you love him because he's just dopey and um roses are red <laughs> violets are blue it's time for poetry corner <laughs> yahoo he's, he's he's so happy and well meaning and just he wants to please but I don't know. You have to experience Brack to. It's hard know. to explain. He's hard to explain. He's a tiki. He's a tiki space cat. Yeah. And he's on a cartoon series with a kind of uh, superhero with space Adam guy. West. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with Adam yeah. West and um, a giant evil mantis thing uh-huh. that wants to kill them both. Okay, I'm confused. Brack isn't the mantis. No, the mantis is uh, Zorak. 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 Brack, oh, man. he kind of looks, he's got like a red and blue face. He looks like kind of like a tiki guy. Okay. But he kind of, oh, okay. hey, 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 beans. And he's he's just, he's annoying, but he's endearing. And okay. He, uh, I, he, he's like a, like you said, he's like a, like a, almost like a. An oaf? A dog brought to life. Oh. Yes, he's a big, he's a big, Dumb annoying, dog. doofy yeah. dog that like, but with like a kid's sort of sensibility about singing yeah. and um uh he kind of t- just takes it from from space ghost he doesn't zorak is uh, also anno- annoying but he's, uh-huh. he's in a more, different way he's yeah. more of a person that gets annoyed by everything i don't think brack gets annoyed by anything he just like okay this is what it is now yeah yeah awesome fun choices dude okay are you gonna self-analyze this time does anybody want to hmm. self-analyze um no no okay i don't think we need need to okay i would uh, hate to be in a room with all these people at the same time oh god <laughs> yes oh my god especially your guys like 
Mike and Roger vying for who's the most annoying and funny one in like oh, <laughs> oh yeah nightmare the one-upsmanship yeah yeah and or like Pepe Le Pew and Woody Woodpecker vying for thirstiest like horniest <laughs> Horn- yeah. woodland creature horniest woodland creature just fucking each other just for like <laughs> just get over it let's just do it okay uh, going with um, just because you know I feel like you're speaking truth to power. Mike Wazowski. Um, well, got to go with Scrappy Doo. And it brought back, you know, f- it's funny the the French have not fared well, I think, in popular entertainment in America. Um, so Pepe Le Pew, that's a funny one. And uh, I, you know what, I also screw Roger Rabbit. Let's go with Roger Rabbit. So that's a good okay. one. Okay. This has been the Mount Rushmore of Annoying Cartoon Characters. I, as always, am Luigi. <laughs> uh, that's all I came up with, Luigi. <laughs> oh my God. Mm. I'm Richard. <laughs> boing, oing, 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 oing. I'm Michael. Oh, we did it. Good job. That is the button.